0: The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station.
1: Due to the ongoing pandemic and to follow social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was pre-recorded over Skype.
2: Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight by uh, John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Hey there. Hey. And uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're recording uh, uh, this show uh, during our pledge drive week so uh valley free radio the uh not the small community low power uh not-for-profit radio station that uh is our 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 home and has been for god is it five years or six years now uh six believe six goodness gracious me um yeah, so uh, Valley Free Radio uh, is indeed a a small nonprofit. Uh, uh, none of us get paid. Uh, you know, we don't have any advertising. Uh, everything we do is uh, funded by donations from listeners uh, uh, and other other kind contributions, uh, and the rest of it is the uh, blood, sweat, and tears of the programmers, the the volunteer. Uh, people who come in and do shows like Civil Politics, or Press Start to Continue, or Warm Heart of Africa, or OK Asia, uh, or Occupy the Airwaves. And we really need and appreciate your support. So uh, we hope that you will like what we do and uh, make a contribution. And you can do that. Best way to do that is to go to our website, which uh, the Valley Free Radio website, which is www.valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. And that's our PayPal page. And from there, you can make a contribution to Valley Free Radio. And if you go to www.valleyfreeradio.org slash donate and make a donation, um, In honor of uh, my late brother, David, who was a fan of the show and the station, uh, as I've been doing for the past five years, uh, I'll uh, kick in uh, an extra $10 for each unique donor to Valley Free Radio, uh, not just during civil politics, but during the whole of this week of uh, pledge drive. And uh, for this year, for 2020, uh, in honor of the recent passing of my, my mom, Catherine Dow, uh, who was also a, 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 fan of, well, the show and the station and a big believer in, um, listening politely and, and talking, pol- talking, respectful, or whatever, flip that listening respectfully and talking politely and trying to work together to solve problems. Uh, I'm also matching, uh, every do, every dollar donated dollar for dollar, up to five grand in case that matters. But um, yeah, if this is a great time to help support Valley Free Radio so that we can upgrade our equipment and, uh, uh, I don't know, do maintenance and I don't know, maybe put in a backup generator and all kinds of stuff like that. So www.valleyfreeradio.org, that's our website. If you go to the donate page, you can make a donation there. We are a 501c3, so it is a tax-deductible donation. Uh, If you're the kind of person who's itemizing your deductions, yeah. Yeah. So, guys, what do you think? Uh, Sorry, (laughs) I want to be sure we got that About the station?
1: Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I think we do yeah. a good job
0: about I'm, I'm amazed mean, at the you know. programming we have. It's amazing the difference in the variety and and it's and it's all individuals. It's like it's like it used to be, you know, it's really I, I find it amazing. Sorry, John, I interrupted you.
1: I mean, I, I was just I don't know.
0: <laughs> but it's a good station.
1: I've been um, at the station for uh, seven and a half years about uh i started with press start to continue um and now i am also now press start to continue actually is syndicated uh out of the station uh so that's really great (laughs) and i'm also with civil politics so clearly i think the station is very important um especially when we want to have offbeat programs that not many people would uh Would like to have on, you know, like commercial radio. So, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't have a they wouldn't have like a whole show about tango (laughs) music or video game music. Never
0: mind. Yeah, Argentinian tango, no less.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Or or just um, a show, a politics show like ours where it's it's more free form. You know, we're not very structured. And I think that's a really great thing about civil politics. And we wouldn't have that uh, something like that on commercial radio. I don't think I think that we would uh, the way that we run our show is is. Is very well suited for an independent station like Valley for Radio.
2: I, I agree. And it may be, I, I certainly can understand people uh, finding us uh, annoying sometimes. I, you know, because like the freeform flow of the show means sometimes. What do you mean nobody finds us annoying? What are you talking about? Well, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> I, my doubts We're not always polarizing speak up. enough. We're not polarizing enough. We're not, we're not (laughs) polemetic. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think,
1: I think that, that, uh, uh, some people might, some people might like our show. Some people might not like our show. It doesn't matter because we know that we, we have a good service that we present to the community. We have good, uh, opinions and ideas that, uh, we know many people share. And this, these sorts of opinions, um, might not go. On other stations and that's why i'm really happy that uh that civil politics is on based on valley free radio
2: yeah i me too yeah well and and for for better or for worse and i i think for better but uh we have a you know we're a hangout show like we are to some extent like we're hanging this is our weekly hangout where we talk about stuff and uh you know that's not something that is going to be on meet the press or, you know, uh, Rachel Maddow or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, like that is not, uh, something that, uh, God, I hate to say the mainstream media in a way, but like the, you know, the, the, <laughs> the professionalized, commercialized radio is going to be able to to do. It's just, it's not the kind of thing that, uh, I think, uh, you know, a huge swath of people are going to tune into and, and keep paying attention to, uh, you know, when they've got five minutes to spare. And, you know, we don't necess- we're not necessarily going to be generating like, you know, uh great little sound bites of, you know, like Pete Buttigieg owning the Republicans on Fox News or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I think I, I'm not really interested in doing that. So
0: yeah. I think we're really thoughtful. And for people that think a little further with some of the issues, you know, our listeners are really smart. And I think I think we appeal to that a little bit because we we argue from our perspective points. But we but we sometimes go down a path that you wouldn't really expect. And um, because we have the room and we're comfortable with each other, that we don't have to shout party lines from the rooftops. And we're not slick in commercial. We're actually thoughtful, I think. Mm. And um, my other show is Farm to Fork. And I have to say, I really enjoy talking to all the farmers and the restaurateurs and the logistics and sort of what's going on right now in, in the food industry. Because Western Mass, I mean, a lot of the industry here is based around food production. And um, so it's, you know, ag- agrarian and agricultural. So, it's you know, we spend a whole hour every week talking about those issues on the other, you know, on Tuesday night. So I I just don't think there's many places you get that perspective and consistent that all of the community is welcome and all of the viewpoints are expressed at one point or another. So I, I'll, I I'll say- never
2: forget. I've listened to Farm to Fork. I think you need more arguments and shouting, you know, just. (laughs) (laughs) Rutabagas, darn it. Rutabagas.
0: No, radishes.
2: Radishes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've had a lot of butchers on, you know, Sutter's Meats and, um. Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the place in East Hampton. That's so good. Is it Um they're, they're great butchers and they have all kinds of, you know, salamis and things that they prepare in local meat. And we got Psychos, a lot of controversy. Anyway. I, think it, I think it might be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all those different folks, but boy, do we get it from the animal protection folks when we have the butchers on. I mean, that's, It's it's not controversial, but it definitely arouses the ire of many. So, you know, there's even perspectives like that in the in the food industry. So sure, oh, of course. Mm -hmm. But a lot of those restaurants are going under, and you know, part of it is that there's just not a lot of money out there. So we're really glad when you send us two dollars or five dollars, or you know, we'll we'll live on anything because all of us are really dedicated to continuing the community voice of Valley Free Radio. So you give us two bucks. We make it go a really long way. You'd be amazed what we can do with two dollars. So, and actually, right. Mike, your family has to donate ten for every two we get, right? Right,
2: exactly. So your two dollars it would be becomes fourteen because I'll match yeah. the two dollars itself, and then there'll be an extra ten dollars for you as a unique donor. So, yeah. you know, so get your All friends good. to donate too. They don't have to don- donate a lot. Their two bucks will be a big help too. So, yeah, please, uh, no, very- yeah
0: a good one thank you Which Mike, is, for doing that
2: well you know i figured i'd make personal tragedy into something that was positive for somebody so yeah.
0: um
2: and once again uh www.valleyfreeradio.org slash donate that is how you can uh get in on this action and help support uh what we do and what uh, all the other people on this station do with their programs so uh yeah uh so should we uh, maybe talk a little bit about politics before we keep uh, fundraising? <laughs> uh,
0: oh, white, spoil, sure. spoil the mood. <laughs> well,
2: fair enough. <laughs> I, I mean,
1: I, nothing spoiled for me. I am ecstatic.
2: <laughs> well, you know, unlike a, a small nonprofit radio station, asking for money isn't really part of our political process at all, which is a nice uh, – hmm, wait.
1: So I think the biggest the biggest thing that we can talk about right now is this past Saturday, and this is uh this show is going out on Friday the thirteenth. Happy Friday the thirteenth, everybody! By the way, Um, oh dear, the mm -mm, Friday the (laughs) thirteenth is a lucky day. We all know this, okay? Unless you're part of the Knights Templar, true. Um. I was, I was being Eeyore. Oh, oh, dear. My- <laughs> oh, dear. So on the 7th, Pennsylvania was called for Joe Biden, which put him over the top to 273 uh, electoral votes. Uh, we are hearing from uh, other places. Uh, I think um, Nevada was called for Biden, and we're still waiting. I can double check, but we're still waiting on um, – Arizona Georgia is going through a, a recount by hand. Uh so we're it's going to be a while. Last but, I
2: heard Biden's margin there was I think uh 6,000 votes, I
1: think. Yeah. Uh it it's very it was very close but uh for the first count he actually won Georgia. Uh yeah. and so Saturday it was I don't know about you guys, but it was crazy across the country in all these cities all these places Uh, Philadelphia was going nuts Uh, people just dancing in the streets (laughs) and um,
0: dancing downtown northampton and florence i drove through going what's going on all mm-hmm. the people that were going to get pizza or, or get their shoes pick up their shoes they stopped what they were doing on the street and started honking and waving and jumping up and down i'm like what just happened what just happened yep and then i got home and i i heard what had happened so yeah this yeah. area went nuts went wild
1: i got it. i saw the um our friend texted me and stacy uh uh in that morning and, uh, she was on her phone with her friend and, um, I, I went downstairs. I was like, yeah. And her friend was like, yeah, well, you know, um, things are closed and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, shut up. We <laughs> run these streets. Shut up. <laughs> that's what I just told everybody. Saturday, I just took because, you know, Saturday, I just took for just being, ha- letting myself be happy letting myself be joyful about this and the fact that uh we we we're removing a, a a proto-fascist or you know from from office um then sunday I went back to uh grousing about about centrists and, and and party politics. But Saturday, 12 hours, I gave myself to be just just Sweet. ecstatic about it. Like take the afternoon off we did it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just this wave of relief through democratic strongholds across the country well i it was thought it really was certainly, nice certainly to
2: see. noteworthy just how it seemed like across new york city people were just spontaneously broke to a street party yeah um and and not just i mean not not just you know new york city many other places around the world even but just you know like like uh our most densely populated city was suddenly like, woohoo! And <laughs> you know, like like so one person posted, you know, like they're up in their apartment up on like the twentieth floor and they they opened their they went out on their balcony and you could hear the noise like bubbling up from the streets.
1: My friend lives in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. he was like, It's insane here. It's crazy here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: it was it was just um and the the thing, and it's after Saturday, so I can say this. The thing about it is, uh, it was, this is a reaction to Trump losing. Mm-hmm. Most of these people are not like waving Biden Harris flags. <laughs> no. Um, Bears are, I just want to, you know, throw that out there. Just make sure everybody remembers. Uh, but, um, if this was if this was any other election i I don't know if Joe Biden would have been able to pull it
0: out honestly I think he was the perfect man for the times. look how he ran it. I mean look at the slim margins in all these states. It's, yeah you know it's remarkable and it is a very sort of fragile sort of coalition of of folks it's it's interesting, but he did it. He's basically yeah. done it, and I, I want to be one of the first Republicans to say that out loud. Biden, Biden is our <laughs> next president. You know, I don't one know what's wrong with my party.
1: That's just yeah. so sad. It's yeah. just so oh. sad that people yeah. in your party cannot just own up to it's it and just sad. say, like, you know what, you won, fair and square. No, they have to because yep. they're afraid. Where's uh, their
0: sportsmanship? I mean, just even if you didn't, you know, whatever you think, just you know, acknowledge the guy won. He did because they want to stay. They
1: want to stay in office. If they if they say, yep, he won, then all the 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 loud people will just flood into their to their district and or their state and say and try to, like, remove them from office or something, you know, like hatefulness out there right now. Or Trump will just use the last two months of his office to just make you miserable. Yeah. And they're afraid. They're just afraid, and it's really sad that that. I mean, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't feel any uh, pity. I feel pity for them, really. <laughs> I don't feel sad for them because they that this, this is their job. They should they should be able to uh, play play well with others, and they just yep. you know there have been people yep. that have gone hands up at to the end of a soccer yeah, they,
0: match. You shake hands exactly. Yeah. There are people you know, that have been in,
1: in Congress and they're like, tell tell Joe Biden that congratulations, but I can't
2: say it out loud. It's like, uh, come on. Come on. Well, I I, I agree that that is, that is just really embarrassingly spineless. Um, but but I, it, the Republicans – Can I tell you what a farmer said? Please.
0: Yeah. So so I shouldn't say this on the air because they'll be after me, but Uh-oh. I was talking to an old-time farmer and he – I don't actually know how he voted. I can imagine, but I, I don't actually know. And he right. said, do you remember that? Did you remember that movie, Old Yeller? And I'm old enough to remember the Disney movie, Old sure. Yeller. I remember and, that. And they said, you know, even though they liked the dog, when he went mad, they shot him. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> old, old Yeller. And I was like, I don't think I should probably honestly, repeat that, but I just did. <laughs> honestly?
2: That's a, you know, that seems like a fair comparison.
1: That's he, he, he was he was a lunatic when he went into office, and he's more of a lunatic now. How did that happen? Like that's that you know what that deserves an applause. Just that's just that's an achievement. <laughs> that is an achievement. Well, like how did you like? Re- wow,
2: good job. I guess you know. <laughs> <laughs> an important part, an important component of being uh, a, a mentally and emotionally healthy human being is existing in a community, and mm. a big part of why that is so important is that it allows us to, uh, to sort of course correct, to sort of see ourselves in reference to each other, and for you know get feedback from friends and see how people respond. Um, you know, and of course that can have the 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 downside of groupthink and people going along to getting along uh and not standing up for what they believe in or whatever uh you know like the Republicans in Congress but um when you're surrounded by uh people who just say yes by 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 you know by toadies and uh the only news you're taking in is uh People on Fox News talking about how great you are, or whatever, um, and and you refuse to engage with uh, things that you find difficult or complicated or uh, stressful or things that that threaten your uh, self image. Then yeah, you only get worse because you're you're just living in a in, in a house of mirrors, and it all just bounces back off of each other. Yeah. Well, that, you,
0: you know, there's a lot of really successful people that have very strong. Um, problems on certain axes in the psychological area. And they're very, very successful because they actually don't take in what other people think. And, you know, I'll just give one example, um, that's sort of neutral. But, you know, people with Asperger's sometimes are amazingly successful. And it's, it's partly because they don't work the same way that we all work. So I, I, I hear what you're saying, but it's also sometimes you know, really, really successful executives. You know, they really, you don't really like them. You don't really want to be around them, but they're highly successful because they basically don't care. They're working on a whole different axis than everybody else. And the Asperger's one I was going to mention is the woman, I'm drawing a blank on her name, but so good with Yeah. And that, you know, we are all different and we're not all, you know, consensus builders. And so, I mean, I think the world does need, people who aren't the same or who don't operate in civilized society the same way. So I, you know, I, I disagree a little bit with you guys. So. Well,
2: as as someone who has conformed in every way throughout his life and has never been in any way, you know, uh, weird or unusual in his interests or his actions, uh, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> 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 But my but my point is uh well you know uh the things that are our strengths are also our weaknesses and vice versa. Yeah. And yeah. uh our our strengths are more apt to become our, our weaknesses, our 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 undoing when we are operating in a vacuum, when we don't have other people sort of saying, Hey, you know, you're uh uh you know, you're carrying on in a way that's just self-destructive or whatever. You know, like, like working with other people can help us to turn our our tendencies into something that is positive and helpful and productive. And and that's not something I'm seeing from the Trump White House. And um, we only have a couple of minutes before the break, uh, but I just want to uh, before we get to mentioning the the fundraising again, I just want to mention, you know. Um, We have a a huge national crisis happening right now uh, in the corona epidemic. Um, I just had a quick look. Um, Today alone, according to the quick search on Google, the the most recent daily figures, uh, 143,000 new cases in a single day here in the United States. 2,660 of them in Massachusetts. Uh, on that same day, 1,431 deaths, 21 of them here in Massachusetts. Great. So can I,
1: can I say something happy? Yes. I just... Yes. We're not going to have a president that signs bills with a Sharpie anymore.
2: That is true. And that is a great thing.
1: <laughs> I just sure. want to mention that.
0: There is a certain egoism to that. It's sort of like doing a crossword puzzle with a pen, you know, there's some yeah, some sort of, anyway. <laughs> he
1: wanted to use a Sharpie because then he, then you could see his name better when he signed the bill.
0: Yeah. That's, you couldn't read the bill, but you could see, yeah, you could see the yeah. Sharpie from across the room. Yeah. yeah.
2: Which is more like doing the crossword puzzle in crayon, but whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I just went, yeah, Sharpie, no more, sharp, like an actual pen.
2: <laughs> I, I, I agree. Um, there was an article in Slate today that I, I thought oh you know I, you know I kind of agree with this actually even though it is definitely out of the ordinary, but uh, the person suggested that Joe Biden should uh, call a press conference tomorrow evening uh you know after shortly after our show finishes airing on Friday the thirteenth. And declare a national emergency for the coronavirus and say that, you know, we need to have, you know, a national lockdown and call on the um, Congress to pass the relief package needed to, you know, make sure everybody can afford to stay home and all, all this other stuff. And, you know, he's not president yet. Yeah, but- he can't do that. Well, he can absolutely call a press conference and he can absolutely say, I recommend we do this. He oh, just cannot yeah. make an actual executive pronouncement because he, or he is not the president. But, you know, Donald Trump ain't doing it. <laughs> and I don't yeah. see any sign that he's going to because he continues to be pouting about how uh, he's actually hasn't lost the election. And, you know, there are lawsuits and there's a conspiracy against him and all this other stuff, you know, like. You know, the his government is focusing on uh, ignoring the results of the election and trying to dispute it, as opposed to actually doing the job that we desperately need them to do. And you know, the epidemic really is just spiraling out of control. You know, the current rate is of infection here in Massachusetts is one point two one new cases per per case. What well, so, per case? Yeah. So yes. you know, uh, that's Soon that's be uh,
0: exponential.
2: Well, that's certainly, yeah, that's certainly spreading uh, actively and uh, 29.5 uh, new cases per 100,000 residents here in Massachusetts. So it's it's bad. And Massachusetts is doing better than many other states.
0: So- maybe Maybe when we come back, we can talk about all the things that Biden can do, whether or not he has the Senate and also about the new potential vaccine that just got announced. Maybe we could talk about that.
2: Absolutely. And that's some encouraging news. And it's one of five possible vaccines too, which is also pretty neat. But for the moment, I just want to say you are listening to civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. And it is indeed the week of our fall pledge drive. And if you're just joining us, uh, what that means is Valley Free Radio is a small, not-for-profit, all-volunteer organization, uh, a low-power community radio station, uh, which is uh by and for the people of the Pioneer Valley and uh done entirely by uh you know unpaid volunteers who just care about you know the music they play or the things they talk about uh you know the farmers they interview for Farm to Fork, however what whatever it is and all of this uh does require funding to uh to stay in operation and we can't do it without the kind and tax deductible contributions of listeners like you. And uh, so for this pledge drive week, if you go to uh, www.valleyfreeradio.org and make a donation there, a tax deductible donation, uh, in honor of my uh, my family, uh, my late brother, or my late mother, uh, I'll be kicking in $10 for each unique donor to Valley Free Radio. And I will match your donation dollar for dollar. So this is a chance to really help uh, VFR build up our, our not our war chest, but our rainy day fund and help make some upgrades to our equipment and uh, just keep doing what we're doing. Uh, you Just know, pay, pay the bills. Keep the lights on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, uh, all kidding aside, none of this money gets embezzled by me. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's it. So this is uh, a civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, While we're on break, please do donate uh, www.valleyfreeradio.org. And now we're going to play some PSAs, promos and station IDs and keep the AFCC happy. Don't go away. Please donate and we'll be right back. Join me for Evidence-Based Radio, Friday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. to learn more about science and skepticism. You can email questions or topic requests to evidencebasedradio at gmail.com. That's Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP. 103.3 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still here with John R. Roberts and Sue Timberlake, and it's still our Fall Pledge Drive here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, we are again a once again a nonprofit uh, radio station uh, staffed by volunteers. Uh, we are in the Pioneer Valley for the Pioneer Valley, and we can't do this without uh, the kind support of listeners like you. So uh, please do make a donation, uh, which is www.valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. Uh, and uh, if you make a donation there through, through PayPal, uh, it's tax deductible. And uh, I'm kicking in $10 per unique donor to, uh, to the station for, uh, for every person who makes a donation. And then also, uh, I'm matching everything dollar for dollar. So this is a great chance to help Valley Free Radio. Uh, And I hope you'll take it because, yeah, we want to keep doing this. And, uh, you know, it's a tough time for everybody to get through with the coronavirus. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, we're we're in a time of of transition and upheaval, and not just because of coronavirus, also because we've gotten uh, we're going to have a new government coming in uh, in uh, January. Uh, The new Congress is going to be seated on January 3rd. I haven't seen the final numbers. The, Repub- the 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 Democrats do retain control of the House of Representatives, but their majority is not going to be in double digits. It's going to be like, I think, eight or nine seats altogether. Uh, and the Senate at the moment will be 48 to 48, with uh, the two seats in Georgia still up for grabs. And that special election ha- actually happens on January 5th which is two days after the new Congress uh, uh, convenes, so.
0: Which means the Democrats will, um, the Republicans will be down two seats. Uh, Because those are two Republican seats in Georgia, right? So they'll be down two until the election. So what's that, three days? You have three days, Democrats. Well, yeah, (laughs) but I
2: mean, Mike Pence is still the vice (laughs) president, so if it actually really matters, he can still break the ties, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: so. Yeah, oh boy. (laughs) Uh, yeah this is yeah let's divided like,
1: country, yeah um yeah, it looks like Republicans have two hundred three and Democrats have two eighteen as of right now. there are still some seats that are in contention
2: yeah, out of four hundred thirty five so two eighteen and two o three is four hundred and twenty one so there'd be twenty four seats left uh to, to figure out mm-hmm. but uh two eighteen is the minimum number to uh hold a majority, so
1: yeah, they definitely have that. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, the, um, the Senate, there's going to be a double special election, a runoff election and and a runoff election in Georgia on the fifth.
2: Yeah. Uh, Frank <sighs> Perdue is up for reelection at the end of his normal six year term. And because of, uh. David Perdue. Dave. Isn't that what I said? I thought you said Mike Perdue. Sorry. Oh that might Mike's have been a me. good name people should be named Mike more people should but,
1: um,
2: <laughs> that's but, probably. sorry about that um senator David Perdue is up for re-election and uh uh, uh Kelly Leffler was appointed to fill the seat of the fellow who resigned last year and I don't remember his name from Georgia so uh the rest of that term needs to be served and uh so that's that's why there's a special election happening and uh there's two people uh running for uh you know those those two seats are open and so there's two different democrats running and two different republicans running and and we'll see what and they
0: happens and neither got 50 percent so they have to do a runoff which that's is right. the other way to do ranked choice i mean that is it's expensive way to do ranked choice but that's what how it works yeah, basically is they run yeah, off be between the runoff. two that, yeah
2: yeah yeah instead of an instant runoff they they're doing a, another election but that's georgia law you have to actually It's not first past the post. It's uh, you have to actually uh, get a majority of the votes. So,
0: yeah. And the one place we might have seen it, Susan Collins got 51%, 52%. So that's not a runoff. 51.2. Because they have ranked choice. Hmm. Oh, that's, yeah.
1: Yeah. She just squeaked it out. It's. Squeak it, yeah. Um. So the so if David Maine Perdue versus John Ossoff, that was forty nine point seven percent versus forty seven point. Actually, uh, rounded up to forty eight percent. Um, and in George, the special election is actually an open election, so we had yep. a bunch of different people. Um, the top vote getters were Matt Lieberman with two point. Eight Deborah Jackson with 6.6, 6. Doug Collins, our friend Doug Collins, uh 19 point or 20%, Kelly Loeffler, 25 or 26%, and Raphael Warnock had 32.9%. So if there wasn't uh a, a runoff there, then he would have won. <laughs> but the vote was split a lot.
2: Yes, um, yeah. Especially yeah, I mean Leffler and Collins, you know, got forty five percent of the vote or so, that's which right. is more than Warnock did. And those are the two leading Republican candidates. So Um
1: we do still I mean, when when you're talk when you're thinking about the uh the numbers of people um that might that might vote or that, that could go uh that's forty five percent. Um that there are only gonna be two names on that on that ballot or on that section, so we could see uh, the Democrats take that that seat. There is a possibility that the Democrats
2: could take, take both, those seats.
1: Uh, both of those seats, making it a 50-50 split, and that would mean that it would be a Democratic-held Congress.
2: And this is why uh, the Republican Party, I think, uh, certainly in the short term, is so reluctant to... Uh, uh, in any way sort of nay say president trump as
0: he yep. you know laser focus on those senate in his tent yeah hold well, your breath yep hold your uh, breath till till we get through that yeah mike <laughs> well, with a classical uh,
1: mike with yeah. a classical reference very good
2: <laughs> indeed
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh yeah and you know mitch mcconnell isn't so keen to you know go out there in trump's armor and try and lead the lead the Greeks himself so uh You know, in fact, the concern is that if Trump is sufficiently pissed off, he will refuse to have people, you know, he'll refuse to drive the vote and maybe even will speak against Republican candidates. And that, you know, uh, uh, there's a fair number of people who are turning out and voting uh, Republican because they it is the party of Trump and that's what they want. I mean, obviously, plenty of people turned out to vote against Trump. And you know, in terms of the overall national vote, he's a loser. But uh, in terms of getting you know enthusiastic Republican voters to turn out, you know, he's 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 successful. He did a good
0: job. Yeah, yeah, he did a good job.
2: And and actually, it's interesting because one of the things that's been a nostrum for for Democrats like me for a long time is the idea that like, well, if we can just encourage more participation, if we can lower the barriers to voting and make it make people feel like, you know, they're more, it's worth engaging in the process, you know, we'll win because just so many more people see it our way. And, you know, there are all these, uh, you know, growing demographics are leaning heavily in our direction. So, you know, all we have to do in order to take power for a generation is to strip away all these impediments to to voting and get rid of the electoral college and we'll be in, in, in Clover. And, uh, you know, it's pretty clear that, uh uh, after this election that there is a, a a well of people that the Republican Party doesn't normally tap that Donald Trump is able to bring out. Uh and I I wasn't expecting that. I really thought the Republican the luck- Party pretty much had, had 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 hit the bottom of that well, but uh no. Apparently not. It's a lot
0: closer than the pollsters thought, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah. And that's sort of strange. What's wrong with the polls these days? Oh my goodness.
1: I don't they really I, missed it. I really thought that the polls had improved, but no they haven't. Um but I think I think the the I will push back a new mic a little bit because I think that it's not just the uh that they had a well of people. It's just that um there like some people like there there are still barriers to to entry. Like they it's not like the floodgates were open for For uh, more um, democratic or or liberal voters uh, or people from in uh, uh, unsafe communities, you know, for voting or, or, you know, like there there are still a lot of barriers. And for sure, the Trump supporters will not hit a lot of those barriers. So because of where they live, because of how they look that, you know, like because and they're,
2: they're willing to ignore the risks of going to vote in person in, a, exactly. in an epidemic yeah that's exactly. true exactly
1: there are a lot of there are a lot of democrats that i bet just uh di- weren't able to get a uh, a ballot or they mail they didn't mail in the ballot correctly because it's confusing or there i mean there's there's so much that could have happened um that we don't know and i just i think that uh republican voters are just it's just easier for them to vote because that's how Republicans in these states have made
2: the laws. Like in Texas, it's you can you can prove your identity to register to, uh, and vote in Texas with a firearms ID, but not with a college ID. Exactly.
1: Things like that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, well, you know, but,
0: Homeland yeah. Security said today that it was the most secure. This is sort of. Um, not the Trump position, but the Homeland Security folks said it's the most secure election we've ever had, mm-hmm. basically saying that it's intact and the count is good and, um, you know, that it, the, the people should rely on it. And if they have questions, they should talk to their local election officials who we all know are doing a great job. Yeah. So
1: even in red states, they've been like, settle down. We're counting, you know. Yep. <laughs> even yep. in even it's what in we do so in America. States, yeah. Yeah, it's. But, yeah.
0: But he, even if um, I know they're going to recount in Georgia and uh, I think the secretary of state has COVID. They were just saying that he came down positive today. Um, the Republican who's making sure they do the recount by hand. Um, I think he's I think they just announced he had COVID. But even if even if Biden doesn't have the Senate, there's just a lot of things he could do. He's He's been signaling some of them like rejoining who. And um, um,
1: he just so you know, the Secretary of State is in quarantine after his wife tested positive.
0: Oh, his wife tested. Sorry, yeah. I had that so, wrong.
1: No, just I just want to be sp- specific. Yeah. Uh, his wife tested positive. Yeah. So um he's in quarantine, but he specifically does not have it as yeah. of right now.
2: And the who's just well, hasn't been the same since, you know, Keith Moon died. So, oh, uh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh, Mike, you are the living end
2: i'm such a scamp
0: <laughs> such a card yeah anyway yeah, you could almost uh, be in biden with all your malarkey so, yeah. <laughs> oh sue's writing for
1: biden <laughs> you heard it here first um so yeah i mean like, there i just are like a lot old of things that...
0: old-fashioned things mm. i'm sorry i'm old <laughs> what can i say I, oh, enough for this,
2: enough of this fiddle <laughs> faddle. What were you saying about uh, uh, what Biden can Rejoining do? Rejoining who?
1: Yeah, we yeah, can, he can. rejoin. Yeah, ret- he's going to return the uh, rejoin the Paris. Um, <laughs> I almost said the Kimmerer Accords. Per-
2: yeah, paris, paris agreement. No, sadly i wish this was Star Trek. Uh, no, but, but the paris climate agreement, yeah, the climate
0: agreement uh, he's, yeah.
2: he wants to negotiate with the iranians to re to re-sign up for the uh nuclear deal the obama administration signed up he's talking yeah. about uh renewing Stopping
0: uh the, the yemen wars Yemen war, he's not going to support Saudi. So they didn't, couldn't, yeah. you know, the Saudi guys didn't congratulate him for two days. Yeah, they they did three other things and they dragged their feet and then they finally congratulated him. But well, and also they don't like his position,
2: uh, agreeing to extend the uh, the the start nuclear uh, uh, yeah. anti proliferation treaty. treaty with uh, the Russians, uh, which Vladimir Putin wants to do, and Trump has been very, you know, has. You know he he has a fetish for military equipment and having the biggest missiles and whatnot, and that's actually not helpful. So, you
0: know. well, and Netanyahu started going back into the West Bank again and started some settlements, and Biden's like, oh dear, yeah, we told yeah. you not to do that, and that you know he's behaving, Netanyahu's behaving really badly, but you know when you look around the world, um, there's an Indo-Pacific region, you know, which is the new name for all the countries, but not China. Who want to be in a trade deal with us you know it's australia and japan and all that right. it's very it's very interesting that sort and of runs alliance. over to india clearly and, so yeah and yeah yeah and you know what's europe think you know what's going to happen with brexit you know what what the, what's the biden position on that i i saw note that they said they thought steel and aluminum only they didn't call it aluminum they called it something else in the aluminium English. um but steel, <laughs> yeah that's what they called it i never get that right but they're saying it's that um, they suspect Biden will remove, will, yeah, <laughs> will remove the, the tariffs. Um, US and China, you know, probably deeper conflict. Um, and, you know, even Japan, I think they have, don't they have a new prime minister in Japan. Um, you know, sort of what they're, they're sort of watching Biden almost a return to normalcy, and yet nobody's really sure what he'll be able to do. With, you know, all these things we're talking about, he can do with executive orders and sort of set the set the direction. But if, you know, you really do a treaty, doesn't that have to go through Congress? I think it does. It does. Uh, treaties do it's have to, get... to
2: be ratified, uh, I think, by the I think it's just the Senate. But certainly, yes, it, it does. There does need to be uh, uh, congressional approval. But um, the Iran nuclear deal is already a, uh, an agreement that's already. Oh, right. You know, right yeah, it doesn't the Senate yeah and he doesn't need to uh so he doesn't need to get that reapproved he just needs to to say we are we are going to start or resume honoring our legal commitments under that agreement that's already been you know signed up so uh well, and, and the, the same th- with uh re- with uh you know continuing the uh nuclear uh, uh disarmament treaties with the uh with the russians so
0: and didn't i see something the standing rock because they kicked it off again. They started building the pipeline again under Trump, even though there's no environmental assessment. And they said Biden can shut that right down again because the Army Corps of Engineers is not supposed to be letting them do it without an environmental assessment, which is what Obama did, was required. So, you know, the the um, they're Sue, right? I think it's Standing Rock. But I think they're going to get some more support from the federal government when Biden gets in to stop the... Stop them putting the pipeline under their water supply.
2: Yeah, uh, it, the, the the simple truth is that uh, the Republicans can, uh, if they control the Senate, can do enormous, uh, can can do a lot to undermine uh, Biden, Joe Biden's ability to to do much of anything as uh, to govern. Um, because of course, anything that's going to require budget appropriation has to be uh, uh, passed through Congress um and biden can certainly uh rescind executive orders pa- signed by trump but um anything that's been uh gone through the you know the rulemaking process uh is going to be difficult to undo in no small measure because um uh, uh, the republicans can always go and challenge things to the supreme court and it's you know been stacked with people who are you know party loyalists you know with people yeah. who are first and foremost interested in in serving the uh, agenda of the Republican Party
0: like Amy Coney hope, Barrett and so i hope you, i hope you're wrong in that they really serve the law even if nope. it's a nitpicky law <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> now nah, they they're all Antonin Scalia types you know like 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 they'll they'll come up with some reason to to do what they want to do but
0: you know they they don't have any real purposes. i believe that <laughs> about kavanaugh but but not the rest of them kavanaugh is not a very good legal scholar but the rest of them i think <laughs> i think they got some scruples in them and i think they really i think they really understand the law but they have an interest i guess john roberts is interested we'll in
2: decorum out. and institutional reputation and influence but yeah yeah you know the uh the the the, the 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 court has been irretrievably politicized thanks to. Uh,
1: oh, you're uh, talking uh, about the court. I think you're talking about Congress. That's why I laughed yeah, so no, hard. I, Yeah. Oh, I was
0: surprised you laughed, John. But oh
1: no, no, I thought you were talking about Congress. Yeah. Like, hopefully they'll yeah. they'll work with Biden. I'm like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, I just no. I just think the court is one of the last places Well, look at what the GSA is doing. You guys were talking about that. Yeah. And, and the general services not, we, administration.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, unbelievable. I thought Angus King said something today that he was going to do if they don't turn around and cause they have to give them money. They have to give them access to offices and yeah. access to all the agencies for the transition. It's actually and, the and law the
1: security reports. But,
0: And security. Yep. All the briefings, all that stuff. I mean, good. The good thing is Biden is an old tag hand at this. There's an old fashioned saying. And um, he knows all the civil servants who run all those agencies underneath the appointments, you know, the next level down. And so he's probably getting plenty of briefings and plenty of info. But, you know, if he was a newcomer, I think he'd be in serious trouble without the transition happening. Well, um, and, I'm not seeing um, anything
1: for Angus King, but I am seeing Senator Langford. Yeah. Uh, GOP oh, Senator okay. Lankford saying, I will step in if Biden doesn't start receiving intel briefings.
2: Yeah, as of really? the day of this broadcast, um, yeah.
1: Actually, I think Angus King said something too. Sorry, I'm just looking it up. But it, oh, in
2: any event...
0: Good to, oh, go good to always check me because my, you know, sometimes my facts are a little loose. So,
2: But in any event... Um, the, the 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 Trump administration uh, has certainly uh, demonstrated a willingness to ignore legal restrictions uh, heretofore, and uh, they can also, you know, are can be inspired by the example of people like Mitch McConnell to say, well, yes, uh, just because you know it's a thing that is usually done. You know, like the election hasn't been officially certified, so no, we don't actually have to do anything right now to aid with the transition because, you know, technically it's not happening yet. And so just in the same way that, you know, McConnell didn't feel that he had to actually schedule hearings for, for Merrick Garland. You know, this is this is just part yeah. and parcel more of the same.
0: Well, you um, know, the the letter of the law, it it's interesting. You know, when um when there's a major candidate identified. They'll start to get the briefings even while they're while they're campaigning, you know, even before they're president elect. There's there's briefings that go on with um, with the front runner candidates. So that's got to still be happening, I assume. So. So this is this is even more in depth because they're going to be the next president. But so I, I I'm surprised that they could prevent those from happening. But.
2: Well, uh, uh, you know the various executive agencies can't do that until all the forms are properly filled out, and they're just refusing to fill out the forms until you know? it's
1: properly certified or whatever. So right. they could you drag know. it out until the until the fourteenth of December, which will yeah. completely screw over the uh, the beginning of the Biden presidency.
2: And and they could certainly then keep dragging their feet and just say, "What are you going to do about it?" Mm-hmm. You know,
0: yeah. Do you know, do you remember the, um, report, the blue ribbon report after 9-11, they, they looked into all the pieces and that's how we ended up with Homeland Security. You know, they suggested, um, putting agencies in with each other. Mm -hmm. One of their findings, which I, I never realized was that Bush, Bush was hampered by, you know, it was the election of 2000 and that was delayed a little bit because they were recounting Florida and then it had to go to the Supreme court. Yeah. But the, um. The Blue Ribbon Commission actually found that part of the reason that Bush stumbled on 9/11 was because there was a late, a late transition because of the election stuff. That's a finding I had never heard, and they were talking about it this morning on C-SPAN. That, in fact, that um, the the, con- the commission cited that as one of the pitfalls that he was. That's a you really know. interesting point, Sue. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was on and that C-SPAN makes sense this morning. Yeah, yeah, And it wasn't a big deal at the time because everybody said, yeah, that's right, it was delayed. You know, it's probably a minor factor, but, you know, in the context of what's happening right now with the virus and, you know, Putin and Israel starting to build settlements, I mean, they do test presidents in this transition period. It is, you know, anybody that wants to do something bad, they, they kind of do it right now. So, yeah. Well, that makes sense so we're approaching
2: the end of our time here uh for civil politics here on valley free radio uh and i do just want to remind folks one last time uh this is the uh, fall pledge drive for valley free radio as a small local uh independent radio station that's uh also a a not-for-profit organization run by all volunteers uh we depend on the kind support of listeners like you and we hope that you'll uh, reach into your pocket and make a donation for whatever you can spare. Hopefully a ton of money, but even even just a a buck or two will be helpful because uh, in addition to your kind donation, uh, I will be matching uh, your donations dollar for dollar and kicking in an additional $10 per donor to Valley Free Radio. So go to www.valleyfreeradio.org and make a donation now will appreciate it coming up next we got subculture then table of contents and okay asia so a lot of great music for the evening so thanks for listening please support valley free radio at valleyfreeradio.org slash donate and that'll do for now thanks and good night civil politics is a member of the planetside podcast network to learn more go to planetsidepodcasts.com